Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Garrison Financial Friday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Uh, we'll be jam-packed with college football throughout uh, the second half of the show. Uh, Scotty G is going to join us at 930 uh, because of what we got coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, I'm sure he's got some OU Texas memories. Um, have you been? Oh yeah, That's yeah. I thought you'd been. It's been quite a while, but I've been to a few. Uh, we'll we'll try to describe the atmosphere to those of you out there that have never gone. And if you've never gone, you need to go. If you love sports, you love college football in particular. It's just one of those games you have to attend, no matter who you root for. Especially living this close. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not like we're asking you to go to Annapolis, Maryland, or something to watch Army Navy. We're just asking you to drive three hours or three and a half hours to Dallas. Whatever it is, not four the, hours, not that far. Well, you know, this weekend's five hours, but... It depends on how you go. <laughs> depends what route you take. Yeah. Obviously, if you're leaving from here, do not go down I-35. Oh, no. As cool as the Bevo Bash in Marietta is, I don't know that it's worth it from here because we have yeah. such an easier... Yeah. We, they're just such an easier route. Just find another Carl's Jr. You'll be fine. It's, uh, I think statewide they're doing like 99 they are. cent. 99 cent burgers. Yeah, so, uh, so you, we'll, you should be fine. We'll talk about that. Just everything OU Texas with Scotty G. Give a score. Are we gonna Are we gonna finally predict this score? I had a dream last night, Aaron. I've got one written down. I had a dream last night, and I woke up sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, not why you think. I'll tell uh, you why. Uh, game tonight in Stillwater. We'll talk about that. How can OSU get off the Schneid against K State? What are the best games around the country this weekend? Also, a huge, huge game in the NFL with the Cowboys and the Forty ers We'll talk uh, fast pitch results from yesterday's state tournaments and super regionals. Thursday night football, obviously, with the Elks and Cash. Merritt got a win as well over Burns Flat Deal City. And at 9-15, uh, Western Oklahoma Bulls coach and GM Jonathan Reed is going to join us and, and answer a bunch of questions uh, as far as what is what what, what is this? Uh, the new ABA team coming to uh, the uh, Arrowhead Center here in Elk City, Oklahoma. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Talk about any of those things. Whatever else is on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, stay in touch a couple of ways, kadsam.com, or you can download the app. The app's got it all. Radio, Penny News, Big Elk, and Paragon TV. Paragon TV tonight, Hollis. Uh, my mind is just literally drawn a blank. Oh, I had it too. And I, I um... district game, I believe, starts tonight. Ah, I even prep. I've already prepped for next week. That's how way ahead I am. Whoops. So I had the written down. That'd be class C, correct? No, they're class B. Class B, correct? Class yes. B, a, one. Beaver. Here it is. Beaver. No, no, no. No. Laverne. Thank you, Squirtle. You messed up again. No, Laverne. I'll call you out by name. I'm tired of that. Laverne at home. 
First district game of the year. I knew it was – Cali. I knew that, and I just literally slipped my mind. So we've got Laverne at Hollis tonight, first uh, district game in Class B, District 1. So it'll be fun times down at Hollis. You can watch that on Paragon TV. Of course, Skinny on Sports Podcast, anywhere where you can get a podcast. All right, Jared, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Fast pitch result. We're going to have to scrunch all this down because the guys before us took about six minutes of our time. Well, they did have Baker Mayfield on. I, I give him a little credit, a little, little, uh, little leeway, little leeway. All right. So last uh, yesterday in the uh, Class B fast pitch tournament, unfortunately, all the uh, the Western Oklahoma teams are are out. Started the day Mountain View Godibo. We talked about it last night on the broadcast. Golly, they were up five one going into the sixth against Frontier. Uh, Frontier got a run in the sixth to make it five two, and then five in the seventh. Uh, to defeat Mountain View Godibo 7-5. to five. So Frontier moved on, as did Tupelo. Uh, they jumped out on Leedy um, immediately and never really let up as they beat Leedy 7-1. to one. So Frontier-Tupelo was one semifinal. Uh, Kiowa beat Stewart 7-1. to one. And then last night, Arnett put up a good fight against number one Turner, but they went down 11-6. to six. So uh, that Class B fast-pitch state tournament, uh, the, you know, it's still interesting, but not as far as Western Oklahoma teams. Now, Class A... Is a different story. Uh, he had Navajo go down by a run to Red Oak 2-1. to one. That was a close game the entirety. I was kind of watching the score to put that on the sports report last night. Uh, but Navajo didn't quite get it done. They lose 2-1. I think they had runners on first and third in the bottom of the seventh and, and couldn't squeeze that tie and run across. Uh, so Red Oak will play Ripley. Top four seeds held here as well. Caddo, number one, beat Bingeroni 10-0. But Arapaho Butler... The Lady Indians moving into the semifinals against Caddo today at 12.30. Rappo Butler wins 12-1 over Surreal. Surreal hit a, uh, a leadoff home run in the bottom of the first, and that was it. And the Lady Indians uh, pounced on him from there. Um, so those two semifinals at Fire Lake, and as we've mentioned all week, the, the uh, championship games tomorrow at Oklahoma State University for the fast pitch. So that's really cool uh, stuff. And yeah. Then, of local interest, it took a while, and by a while, I mean I don't think the game started till past eleven o'clock last night. But Matt Yost's Okarchi Warriors took down number two Worcester five nothing. You're telling me I could have gone in the, home in the and wee watched that hour, in the wee hours <laughs> of the morning. Uh, so uh, Maddie's team will play Rattan today at Edmund Memorial one thirty in the semifinals. Oktahal and Silo on the other side are those semis semifinals in Class A fall baseball cool you all right not really did you drop something no i'm looking down at this phone oh i just tested it it worked did it say no service on it are you gotta be kidding (laughs) this is par for the freaking course oh my goodness it's got a dial it's got a dial dial okay I mean, I literally did. I looked down. I, I, like, I got on the phone, I'm but so, right before we went on air, I called myself. Yeah. <laughs> it rang. It was buzzing in my pocket. I knew it worked. And then you got no service over there. Yeah, it says it. Do we need to go back to an old rotary, like, four? Zero. Or, operator, operator, give me Could you get us Coach Reed, please? Coach Reed, please. Please hold while I transfer you, while I connect you. It does appear we're okay. 
<clears throat> so that that's the uh, the fast pitch in fall baseball. I, actually, it's not. That was the state tournaments. Um, one of the I forty schools is going to head to the state tournament next week in Class Four A. Coach Morris, uh, Ricky Morris, who was here at Elk City as baseball coach uh, back when when I was in high school. Uh, his team. He's now the head coach at, at Weatherford for the fast pitch. And the Lady Eagles went to Miami, the long trip to Northeast Oklahoma, and swept their Super Regional. So congratulations to Coach Morris and the Lady Eagles of Weatherford as they are headed to the uh, Class 4A Fast Pitch State Tournament next week. Obviously, the, the those brackets aren't near released because there's still a bunch of stuff still, going on still there. Still stuff happening, yeah. <clears throat> in Super Regionals. But congratulations, Coach Morris and the Weatherford Lady Eagles on a trip to that 4A Fast Pitch State Tournament. All right, I tell you what, Jared, you're going to have to take over for just a second. You're going to do the dialing? I'm going to get the dialing. I'm going to get Coach uh, Reed on the horn, then we'll talk some Western Oklahoma Bulls basketball. All right, now I know while you do that, uh, I'm going to attempt, because, man, I had a list and I, and I erased it already, because I keep thinking all the games have been played, but there are some big high school football games tonight. Obviously in 4A1, the big one is Weatherford and Clinton. Clinton is at Weatherford, which goes a long ways to who to deciding a district title. It's weird to say when we're only three game three weeks into district play, but uh, with Clinton beating Elk City last week and um, uh, Weatherford taking care of business against Woodward, it really sets up. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the OU Texas game. Whoever wins that game usually has the driver's seat. At least this year, it feels like that. In the early in the two thousands, it felt like that. The winner, they had the driver's seat to go on to the Big 12 championship and maybe beyond. Kinas has the same feeling in this uh, Custer County conflict this year. So that's one of those big games we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, we might preview that a little bit more a little bit later if time allows. So um, definitely one we'll be watching tonight. And, and you know, a thing I'm really looking forward to watching, Aaron, is semi-pro basketball right here in Oak City. Absolutely. Uh, just found out this a couple of days ago with, with the the ceremony and having everybody out. And now joining us is the coach and GM of the Western Oklahoma Bulls, Mr. Jonathan Reed. How are you, sir? Hello? Hello. You hear us? You got us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cutting out on me. How you doing, guys? Uh, we're doing well. Hey, uh, tell us, uh, as far as your career, you're from El Reno, uh, but how did your career, not only playing but coaching, bring you here to being the coach and the GM of this uh, ABA team that's coming to Elk City? Hello? Yeah, keep going, guys. Sorry. All right, how about now? You got us now? Got gotcha you now. Got gotcha. you. All right, there we go. Yeah, just hit another button. Okay, uh, my question for you first off, you're from El Reno, correct? Yep, born and raised in El Reno. How, how, what, what is your career consisted of? Not only playing, but coaching, and how has that led you to where you are now, uh, bringing this team to Elk City, Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. So I played in El Reno High School. We had some pretty successful teams back there in the late '90s. Uh, I ended up going to junior college in, in in Texas, in Dallas, Texas, called Cedar Valley. We won a, a national championship out there, and then I played the rest of my collegiate career at Arkansas State University and Clayton State University. So I actually kind of kind of been all around playing basketball, and through that I made a lot of contacts, which helped me get my first um, pro, pro career you know, started. Uh, I went out to uh, some NBA Summer League back in 03-04, I think, and from there I just played 10 years overseas, just playing all over the world, China, Turkey, um, Ireland, Iceland, 
Dominican Republic and just kind of start building my pro pro basketball playing career. And while I was in Ireland, I kind of took on a GM role as well while I was playing because I just, you know, just wanted to learn more about how the business of basketball actually worked. So I took on that, that role as a GM slash player coach. and <laughs> I was kind of doing it all at that point, and, and I just learned so much about the business. And then I wanted to bring that information and that knowledge back to my home state and build something cool here. Good. Yeah, so that's something cool. We'll jump right to it. Is the Western Oklahoma Bulls? Uh, how did you find uh, the ABA and um, and this organization? Uh, I used to compete actually in the ABA uh, as a player. Um, we had a team called Oklahoma Outlaws um, that was kind of a semi-pro exposure team. That was a touring team that we used to play, fill-in games for the ABA. We weren't an actual part of the league. But we would play games if a team could show up or something happened, and I really enjoyed the, comp- the competitive uh, game. You know, it was it was really good basketball. It had some cool rules that made it fun, and so um, you know, I just thought about that league. I own a team in another league, a uh, minor league basketball team, and um, and we were just like, man, we need something during this this season. We need something out here. I have a, a, a mutual friend that actually played with me back in the day, Dewante. He 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 worked at the Arrowhead, and he was like, "Man, we have a good community out here. We need something fun and entertainment, kind of what you bring. It would be awesome in this new facility." And so we came out there. I saw the facility, talked to the people, and I was really impressed when I, you know, came out to Elk City. It had a lot of things to offer, and I felt like we could build something, something out here that could last. And so we just put our heads together after several, several meetings and visits and site visits and all kind of stuff, and. We just felt like this is the right timing, the right place, and we decided to get it kicked off. And I was like, what other league better than the ABA um, right now that um, it's exciting, it's cool, and, you know, it has good history. I said, let's go for it. See, that's uh, that's my next question. When I hear the ABA, I'm thinking Dr. J and George Gervin <laughs> yep. and you know, the red yep. and white and blue basketball. Is, right. is there an association to that league, or is this kind of a spinoff and a newer version of that that started back in, in 2000? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a spinoff. It's, it, I mean, it's the same exact league. Cause, I mean, the, the, the CEO actually just bought the league. But, um, yeah, they're trying to create some of that same kind of flair to the game, I guess, a little bit. But, I mean, let's face it, like, we're not going to get that same level because, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that was – that was amazing, and I don't think it can ever be recreated. But we're just trying to put our new flair on it and still provide a, a great product for an affordable price. So uh, describe how the league is set up. Is it divisions? Is it conferences? Like, who, who will be the opponents uh, that we'll see? Yep, yep. our division. Um, we're in the South Division, which will be Oklahoma. It'll be Texas, uh, mostly Texas teams. But I scheduled a team out of Denver, I scheduled a pretty good amount of non-conference games so we could see different opponents from all over the country. Um, I also scheduled a Mexican national team, uh, professional team, to come in and play us as well so we could just have different opponents and, and see different different styles of basketball as well. But our conference will consist of the Texas, um, San Antonio, Houston. Um, uh, I think there's a team in Fort Worth. And uh, that's pretty much where we're going to be. Talk about some of the players. I know I've I seen that you're still having some tryouts to bring some players in, but talk about some of the guys that you got and um, you know the kind of the kind of the quality of play that they that, that they'll bring to the Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have tryouts. Um, 
I think not this weekend, but next next weekend. But we've already kind of started building a team. We've done some local workouts um, and some you know some scouting right now. We're just looking for the right type of type of guys that really fit. But we picked up a player from Swasu, Chris Bragg. He he graduated last year. He's been doing great in our workouts and preparing himself for the season. Blake Owens that also played there and Adokia Yaye. Those are three guys that we know we probably will be uh, signing within the next few days. Um, they've been to all of our workouts. They've done everything that we want. And we want to build on guys like that. Guys that have a little character, guys that have Oklahoma ties, and guys that'll be exciting to watch. You know, these kids play hard and they're really competitive. And that's what we want to want to show out there. We're hanging out with the head coach and GM and of the, the West. Tryouts. Oh, go ahead, sir. I'll go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and in the tryouts, basically we're looking for people to fill those spots. Like, you know, we're going to need a little bit more size. We're going to need some some great ass. The way we play, we're really going to try to defend and, <laughs> and run the score up. So <laughs> we're going to try to score 150 points if we can. So the thing is, is we need good athletes that get up and down the floor and, uh, and you know, and be in really good shape. So in our tryouts, we're really going to be – looking for people that, that are in shape, that are ready, that are serious, and also committed to the to the community involvement that we're going to have. Because we do community events, we're doing camps, we're doing clinics, we're doing speaking engagements. I mean, we're going to be out there. So we have to fit not only on the court, but they have to fit um, the off-the-court personalities in which we're trying to portray. Hanging out with head coach and GM of the Western Oklahoma Bulls, the ABA team coming to Elk City, Jonathan Reed. That was uh, I, I see that there's a kids camp coming up next week at yeah. the end of the week. Uh, I, I think that's a, a really cool thing that people are going to gravitate toward with something new uh, with you guys getting out in the community and really helping out with kids especially. Well, thank you. I mean, that's, that's something that we, we do. And I, I did it when I was a player. I think that's where that comes from. When I was a player in Ireland and Switzerland and all those places, I was highly active in every community that I went to. I mean, I would go out and do camps, and I just did it for free just because I enjoyed doing it, and I didn't want to sit in my apartment all day. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, now I'm like, I saw the benefits of it. My career really took off. I became one of the most popular players in Ireland, you know, over my, my career there. And, you know, it just, I was able to build a pretty good empire there for a while. So, Basically, I, I start seeing the benefits of being out there in the community, and I sell that to my players as well. I'm like, hey, you know, it helps you, it helps them, it helps everybody if you're involved, and, and you might like it, which I think that when people get out and they start meeting people in Elk City, I think they'll really enjoy the people and the community environment that's out there, because I know I have. And so we're exci- I'm excited to see how that part develops. Yeah, I got a, I got a fourth grader, and she's – already bugged me about this uh, i said yeah we'll, we'll, it's fall break we got time we'll we'll get you there i think we're gonna get her in there and in a couple of her friends too i tell you what coach we're gonna put this on our facebook page about your youth camp and see if we can get you some interest there great thank you thank you the more the merrier and i, I mean arrowhead's a great place to do it you know and everything like that so we're gonna we're gonna have fun we're gonna love on them if we have five or if we have 50 we're gonna still bring the heat and, and, and bring a product that's fun entertaining and in our camps we're actually gonna teach basketball as well like we're going to stop and correct kids when they're doing things the wrong way. You know, we're going to try to teach the game, but also make it fun. You know, it's not a high-pressure situation. We're going to be out there screaming and yelling for perfection. But we are going to be actually teaching the game, and that's one of my main things is player development. And we still do that with our, you know, pro guys. We still say, hey, you got room to grow. You always have room to, to improve your game, and that's what we're going to do with these kids. All right, we got a question on our text line. What day – and time are the try. I guess who can come? Can anybody come try out for the team? And yeah, when, when and where is that? 
it's it's wide open. It's next uh, it's the next weekend. It's next Saturday. Yeah, I believe registration starts at nine o'clock in the morning, and it's at our practice facility in El Reno, which is five hundred North Admire in El Reno, Oklahoma. Perfect. We'll get that information out there as well. All right. So, so when uh, when do the games start? What? How can uh, some some folks come and and experience what you guys are doing here at the Arrowhead? Great. We we've got our our home opener will be the first the first weekend in November that Saturday. We've actually got a double header that weekend for Saturday and Sunday. So we'll be having a flyer and some information coming out on our opponent and everything else like that in the press release. Um, I think next week. So we'll have more information on that. Um, also, could check our Facebook page and our Instagram. All of our social media stuff will be there, as well as our uh, website launch should be out by that by next Friday as well. well and then the full schedule will be out. You know, we'll start getting all that stuff, and I think tickets available that weekend as well. And so that's what we're gonna be, uh, can you buy the tickets at the door? Need to go online? How is that process going to work? Yeah, yeah. So we'll have season tickets available at Arrowhead, and and I think they're going to put it online. We will have it online, and we'll have a link to our website there. But um, you can always just go up unless they sell out, which we hope they do. But um, we will have some tickets allowed to just purchase at the door. But we will have an online link um, shortly that you'll be able to go on and purchase tickets and reserve your seats and all that good stuff. Well, I'm excited to come see it, Coach. And one more thing. Yeah, I want a, I want a shirt. Can we buy shirts at these games? That logo is cool. Yes, thank you, thank you. We put a lot of effort and and, and love into that logo to make sure we have the right colors, the right you know things for the mascot coming up and all that. And yes, we will have we will be swagged out jerseys, t shirts, oh, hats. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna swag it out, man. We're gonna make sure that everybody can can feel like they're a part of it and be a part of this uh, journey that we're going to take together. I'm excited. I might be one of those wild fans that's wearing everything going crazy. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I really can't wait. This is this is really cool. Good, man. And it's a cool rule with the 3D rules. So we're going to we're gonna press a little bit sometimes. I'm not going to give away all of our strategy, but um, you get a bonus point. If you're familiar with the ABA rules, if you get a steal in the backcourt, there's a red light that comes on and you get a bonus point. It's a, it's a cool little rule that makes it a little more exciting at times. So we're going to do some things. We're going to need that craziness because we're going to need some fan engagement when that happens. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. We're, we're so excited to have you guys. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, and we'll keep everybody up to date as the uh, rollout happens with the uh, the website. And, and, yeah, that swag, that that logo is so cool. I just love the name. It, it, it's so fitting out here in western Oklahoma. Yeah. It just fits into the culture of farmers and ranchers. I love yeah, it. I love it. It's perfect. Well, thank you, guys. And anytime you need it, hey, thank you. And I'll, I'll hook you guys up too, man. Oh, that'd Thanks be great. That'd be great. Hey, we'll keep we'll keep in touch uh, throughout the season as it gets closer, uh, and to, to get everybody updated on yep. exactly what's happening, when the games are, and that kind of thing. We really appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you so much. You betcha. Head coach and GM Jonathan Reed of the Western Oklahoma Bulls joining us to kind of kick off everything that's coming. It's uh, that's it's, cool. it's really cool, and you know this is why people. That's why we have the Arrowhead. Exactly. Uh, it's the it's the things that can yeah. happen by having a facility like that. Yeah, and, and this this city and this community, this region is capable of supporting something like that. I mean, there's always that rhetoric of, well, there's nothing to do in western Oklahoma. Well, now there's something to do. Absolutely. There's something to come. And we all love sports, right? I mean, That's we've right. been to enough football and basketball games, small school, large school, whatever. You see the people there. 
This feeds into what everything – there's nothing to do. Yeah, there's something to do. What do we love out here? Sports. we got good sports. It's going to be quality basketball to watch. Can't wait. I can't really either. can't it's wait. Gonna, it's going to – like you said, like even you know different rules in the – I'm about to do my homework. The excitement yeah. that's going to bring. Yeah. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll roll on with the Garrison Financial Friday. Scotty G is in the house. I'm sure he's got some thoughts on what's going to happen tomorrow in the Cotton Bowl. Stay tuned. Skinny on Sports coming back right here on The Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. Hey! Is this heaven? No. It's the Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Garrison Financial Friday. A little bit different schedule. A little bit different, uh, I guess, order. This whole week's been out of we order. Know, yeah. We played football I, last I, I'm night. I'm still not sure why we're here. Isn't it Saturday? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> need, to get the, need to get the chicken wings fired up because the game starts in an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, uh, it's Friday. Yeah. That's, all, that's all coming up tomorrow. Uh, that is the voice of Scotty G. Scotty, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. You're it all is, you're all bundled uh, up. It is 9.32 on a beautiful Friday <laughs> I know and Texas still sucks. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> All right, let's let's. That's obviously the the topic of conversation throughout the day on this station and, and anywhere in Oklahoma, and Texas. What was that? Uh, Siri's wanting to know what time it was. <laughs> you got to tell her again. <laughs> what? Uh, give us some of your memories. I'm sure you've been. I'm sure you've been oh down my there. Gosh, at, you know the ones that we can say on the radio. So my first OU remember. Texas first OU Texas game ever. I went to see uh, Doc Bowie here in town, which shout out to his kid. He yeah. killed it last night, was all over the field. Um, but I uh, went to see Doc Bowie two weeks before the game. First time I'd ever had tickets. And he said, yeah, you got got a pretty bad hernia. We'll schedule you for sur- surgery next week. And I said, nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you can give me some drugs because yeah. I'm going to that game. And uh, Melissa and I limped around uh, the Cotton Bowl and then watched uh, watched our man Quentin Griffin score six touchdowns, and so we 2000. won 63 to 14. Yep, my first year ever, and then I watched the next four in a row. We, we won five in a row. It was absolutely glorious, and that sixth year was the worst money I've ever spent <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it... it, it for those that haven't been, I mean, it's, describe what the atmosphere is. And it's, and it's not just in the stadium. You know, the, the fair is going on. It's just, it's madness 
all throughout. But try try to describe to somebody that's never been just what it's like to be down there tomorrow. It, it doesn't matter what either school's record is. Everybody's standing outside the game. I mean, the best ones are 2.30 when people have a chance to get a little warmed up. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter what anybody's record is. Both Both fan bases are incredibly jacked up. So ready to rock and roll. And you go in there, and then when you leave, one fan base is sprinting to get out of that state fair as fast as they possibly can. It is just, you just can't describe it. There's nothing like it. There There is not another football game in the country where you split the field 50 50. It's just incredible. I, I try to explain like you can't until you're there. Like you know, you go in most any football game you go to. There's going to be a time in the game where the team whose stadium you're in isn't doing good, and so there's going to be times where it's kind of quiet. Yeah, because of what's happening. There's not a play in that game where the stadium is quiet because half of it's going nuts every single – and it doesn't – it can be like a three-yard gain, and it's, they both kind of are happy about it. But the, the one thing that, that always amazed me was when Texas would do something really good, score a touchdown, you see arms go up, but you, but you feel – you don't hear the sound yet – but you feel it coming, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like this wave coming at you in the OU side of the stadium, and you're just like – you almost like put your head down before it gets there like, damn. Yeah. And then, you, of course, it just about bursts your eardrums. It's, a, it's, well, a, it's and, an amazing place. And I don't know – you know, I've never had the horrifying experience, but – if you ever go, you realize that the entry ramp takes up one entire section of OU's end zone. So what they did to fix it was some poor OU fans have to sit in the Texas end zone, completely surrounded by the student section. That's who they're surrounded by. That's yeah. See, there's here's the, not anymore. I'm too old for this, but back in the day. That would have been the coolest seat to have if you knew going in you would that it was going to go. Pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I went was 09, not confident at all. Uh, that was when Sammy was hurt. He played a little bit. Uh-huh. It was a heck of a game. And in, in that year, you know, Texas, it was more because they knew they were supposed to win. Their fa- it was more of a relief in a lot of ways yeah. for them getting out of that game with a win because of how close it ended up being. And then, of course, the the next time I went was 11 and 12. Well, it was just beat down city. Oh, my gosh. Beat down city. Oh. And to the point where I didn't even go back in after halftime in 12 because when I went out to get a corn dog or a beer or whatever it was at halftime, though, he was just killing them. This Texas fan walking by – he gave me just this giant stack of coupons. <laughs> he's like, I'm get tickets to yeah. get. And he's like, I'm never coming back. This is ridiculous. We suck. I mean, he's mad. Obviously, this poor little kid Good was for poor little kid was crying, and I've got like three hundred bucks. bucks. I got like three hundred bucks oh. worth of tickets. I run into one of my buddies, and we're like, Well, why would we do that? There's a beer stand right there. there Corn dog. There's nobody out here in the line, and the game's over. And, well, and we can watch it. It's a TV right yeah. there. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we buzzed through his 
We, we went. I still appreciate that Texas fan for that. We went one year and, uh, gosh, we. I mean, we could tell these all day. We went one year and got down there and didn't have tickets and walked around and walked around thinking we can get them. We can get them. Mm-hmm. Never got them. So we we leave and we're walking down the street looking for a bar to go into and found one and we sit down and they had bleachers set up in the bar. Oh, how like awesome. they brought in rollout bleachers yeah. and they set them up in the bar That's and awesome. they had they had great big you know projectors set up and we're sitting there watching it. And OU won, just killed them. We're having a great time. There's probably still I don't know. There's probably still twenty or thirty OU fans in there. And, uh, you know, it was a morning game, and, and we're like, well, let's just stay here. We're having fun, you know. Beer's cold. We're having a good time. And some more more men started walking in. More men started walking in. And <laughs> no women ever walked in. <laughs> and you figure out, time to go. <laughs> it was not our kind of bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's oh. a, the amazing thing around the stadium is it, it feels like there's there's a lot of uh, kind of like rundown or, or abandoned buildings that turn into bars. Yeah. That tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of get you a permit and put up a TV and you can have a crowd. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of people that yeah. just go for the experience, oh. not even planning on the game. All right, let's talk about. I got memories. I want to share. Okay, you two, do two of them. One of them, I can't remember what year it was, but they lost. Oh, you lost. And we're walking out. And I was just so taken back. Not taken back. It, I was so impressed by what happened afterward. We're walking out of the stadium. The game's over. And Texas fans are elated, and OU fans are down in the dumps. And a Texas fan has one of those plastic cups, you know. Obviously, he just finished off a cold one, threw it at my feet, said, pick it up, B. <laughs> and my buddies are looking at me like, what am I going to do? And I just, like, smiled like, that happened. That guy, they won. I guess that's how it works around here. I, I was so taken back by it. <laughs> and I just laughed and walked on. Second one, 08, one of the best games that i can remember but obviously texas won that game and uh but uh yeah that was an incredible game that was an incredible game went down with my friends and my girlfriend at the time who now is my wife uh i proposed to her on that weekend well the worry was because they lost that game a bunch of my people my friends were texting me or going are you still gonna propose <laughs> are you still <laughs> this isn't gonna change my life because oh you lost a game. I'll be honest with you, I'm actually surprised you still did. I, 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 still, I don't think I would have. I still <laughs> proposed. It seemed like a bad omen. Don't do it this weekend. Wait for later. But I had planned it out. Like you know, we had planned that trip and everything. So yeah, I I, I proposed and it, and everything worked out. So. You're getting some. You're getting some flack for not throwing hands on the text line. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I think I was in shock. <laughs> you should have picked I was it up like, thrown it in his <laughs> face. Year was it? it was before '08. It was. I can't remember what year it was. But oh, five or six, something like that. And and I was just like, I just started giggling. Like, really? That happened? All right. I mean, so is that brash? <laughs> everybody has the, the the answer to this question. What's your favorite fried food item when you're down at the Texas State Fair? It's easy. I don't go with the fancy new stuff. Just give me a corny dog. Give me a corny dog. I'm the jalapeno cheese corny dog. I like the classic corny dog. I don't. I don't. You're too. I usually find some good barbecue down there and stay away from the fried. Well, man, if I eat any kind of dog, my gut. Ah. And let me tell you, I used to go to Chuck's and get those dogs pretty regular. Nowadays, it's over. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. We got to vote for the fried Twinkie. 
Yeah, I haven't tried one of those. I did try the fried cheesecake, and it was pretty killer. See, I, I had the I had a fried bacon and a fried butter last time I went. Ooh, I don't. Fried I, butter wasn't very good. No, the bacon was delicious. I bet of the bacon's amazing. Yeah, was, and I've never tried the fried Dr Pepper. See, we never found that last time. Yeah. I haven't been in a decade, probably. I think two thousand and yeah, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, or fourteen maybe was the last. Well, last time, I, time went. I went, we lost, and we were driving home, and I looked at Melissa and I said, "We could have been on the beach in Mexico for four days <laughs> yeah. for what we just paid to come down here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Okay, for the game tomorrow, what do you think is the biggest key? I think that if if Oklahoma can force a turnover. A turnover, we can win the game. I really do. Now that means we're not going to turn, not going to turn it over. Also, but uh, I do think that we can beat them deep a little bit. Um, I don't think that Texas. I don't think anybody has challenged Texas defensive backs at all this year. They haven't played a team that can challenge them, and um, so I'm yeah, yeah. We can get one turnover, and I think Canick is going to. I think it's going to be a breakout game for him. Very good. What do you think, Jared? What's uh, your biggest um, key? I like that. My biggest key is Dylan Gabriel's play. It, I said it earlier in the week. If you haven't played in this game, it takes some little bit of getting used to. Between the two quarterbacks, statistically, Dylan Gabriel's played better so far compared to Quinn Ewers. But Ewers has played in this game last year, albeit a blowout. And he played and all that great, stuff, by the way. But he played great, yeah. and he's been playing solid yeah, this year, pretty, too. Played pretty great against Alabama, too. Yeah, yeah. but – It's kind of a trend that, with that guy. S- yeah. yeah. So, if if Dylan comes out and plays like he has played in the first five games and not have those big saucer eyes looking around at the split cotton bowl and all the fanfare and the, and the state fair and all that, if he comes out and has a solid first quarter – I like OU's chances, but he can't come out to a slow start. He can't I'll, I'll say one thing. If, or, he's, if he's underthrowing and our receivers are having to adjust like they have had to a couple of times, those Texas DBs will be adjusting yeah. just as fast. So yeah, the, that's the, the, the probably the thing that OU's not used to. I mean, but it's not – I mean, Iowa State's normally a really good defense, and that just seemed like it was really weird last week. Um, How about you? I think it's going to – it looks like Jatavian Sanders is going to play. Now, they say he's good to go. We'll see what yeah. that means health-wise. Good uh, to go at 70%? Yeah, good that's to, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if he's the, the Jatavian Sanders that he is or, or a, a different version of him. But I think, it, to me, the biggest key is we all know that BV is going to be ultra-aggressive. He's going to come at you or he's going to try to pressure him. We all know that's coming. Everybody does. I mean, be, the shock of all shocks – It'd be if we looked up and we were rushing three, dropping eight, right? That, I mean, that, that yeah. would be completely shy. It's just not in his DNA to do it, right? And so, to me, Oklahoma's back end, the middle of the field with linebackers that aren't blitzing, whatever that looks like with the zone blitz. I think they, they I've watched some stuff where people had success kind of zone blitz and then Tampa twoing in the back to uh, confuse yours. But those guys holding up. Gentry Williams has been fantastic. Can he be fantastic against Adonai Mitchell? And uh, uh, Xavier Worthy, we really hadn't heard much of Woody. Uh, is, is that because he's been great, or is, nobody's been throwing at him? You know, that's you know, corner wise there, and and then the safeties. It's got to be a little concerning with some angles we saw last week, yep. early on in the game, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if we don't see twenty two out there the entire game. The entire game yep. Bowen see it, he does not seem affected by the stage 
at all of college football, and he seems like the most natural guy in the back end that I can remember at he OU. He just makes plays. He does. And I don't know if he's supposed to be blocking those punts, but by God, he is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Last just, week, he didn't block the punt. He blocked he the foot. Yeah, he almost <laughs> was back there just taking it off his foot and running it in. But I, but I think that you know the blitz isn't going to get home every time. It mm-hmm. might get there a couple, but it's not going to get there every time. Being able to to not give up giant plays when it doesn't get home, I think, is a huge key for OU. Yeah, and then just to top it all off, gosh, I'm ready to be the SEC so we don't have this game at 11 a.m. every yeah. stinking year. I mean, yeah, there are some good games Saturday night: Georgia, Kentucky, Louisville, Notre Dame, but none of those are Oklahoma, Texas. There's zero reason this shouldn't be a 2:30 game. There's zero reason uh, it shouldn't should be, be a 7 p.m. Yeah. game. Should I can think be? of a, I can think of a few. <laughs> <laughs> 100,000 drunks. Yeah, in the neighborhood. <laughs> no, thank you. I bet, <laughs> I, I bet you in, in sometime the early years of being in the SEC, we're going to see one night game just to see. They're going to go, okay, let's, give see, it a let's shot. see if this works. I think they'll give it a shot. Mm-mm, I do. I don't think so. You yeah. don't think Not so. if it's still in the cotton At ball. one time they wanted to do it at night. Does Cotton really a decade ago, and yeah, it, has. it has lights. And I remember Dallas city officials shut it down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think yeah. it really has. I, it, I don't know how much Joe C is clamoring for a night OU Texas game, but he won't even have the first right of refusal. I don't know that Dallas. Yeah, wants that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I I ain't driving down there. So okay. So real quick, because we all know where we are there. Does Kentucky have a chance? No. I don't think so either. The line yeah. tells you should Kentucky, tell you everything you need to the, know. The line being 14 and a half tells you that Vegas thinks George is going to blow them out. Does Louisville have a chance? Maybe. Is that Louisville? Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Man, Notre Dame just seen. God. Does A&M have a chance? That's the one. I, that's where I was going to go. I, I was going to go the other way, though. Does is Alabama? there any chance Alabama can win at A&M? <laughs> It's trending A&M's way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like one and a half right now. It's funny because we all, and I'm, I'm right at the top of this list. I get, I'll make fun of A&M every single chance I get. And I ripped them last year, how bad they were, paying all that money. Don't look now. But that defensive line that they got in there is wrecking shop. Well, and I was down there and watched Vaughn Miller completely destroy us in the last game that OU played at Texas A&M, and that is a very different environment. Yeah. Very different. I've heard you, you, you feel it when they start – it feels like it's the whole stadium is moving. It's the moment you step on the campus. You know you're not welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, never been. I don't know if I want to go. Well, it was, it was different. All right, what can't – happen we can't if we have a turnover we're done can't gabriel has to be accurate yeah i i, I that was my first one my second one is can't let Ewers beat you with your legs with his legs if that aggressive defense is going to be aggressive contain him make him beat, beat you point. with the with the throw because the secondary we just mentioned is really really good you can't let him have lanes to run mine is i don't think you can beat your head i know there's the stat about whoever wins the game runs the ball the best it's like 22 of the last Don't 25. Don't worry about it. Don't beat your head against the freaking wall trying to run the ball when you can't. Yeah. 
pass it to open up the run. Know your strength. That's right. Don't don't waste a quarter and a half trying to prove that you can run when you can just throw. I agree. Will will especially against one of the best defensive lines in college football. Yeah, I mean it's just maybe later. Yeah, maybe later, but uh, don't do it early. Okay, wild card question: Will Jackson Arnold be a factor in this game? Hope not. Not for the sake of injury, just for the sake of that's why I hope not. Whether throwing him, just putting him in there, and whatever Levy's been doing earlier in the year. I don't think so. Is it setting? Did that? I think that might have been just up. to give Texas something else to think something about, something to work with, something to look at. Just something waste to think about. twenty minutes on this package. Yeah, practice. Yeah, I hope not, because that that if it's second and one, I'm not saying he can't. How do, do it, you feel if you see him running in? Terrible. I don't like it. Or if he I steps don't feel back, as terrible as you do. I don't like it. The way that ball comes off his yeah, arm. Yeah, but I just don't like oh, it. Oh, he's so exciting. I don't, I don't, oh, he's so I, exciting. I don't like it. We'll, we'll, and watching those ducks fall either behind <laughs> the receiver or in front of the receiver, it, it, it's just a different arm. Oh, there's no doubt, but it's a different accuracy possibility as well. I mean, I don't just. I don't know. I don't, don't know. cut off your nose to spite your face. If it's second and one, you got there somehow. Do the same thing to get oh, a first I agree with that. All right, what's your score? I was thinking about this a lot. I think it's going to be 32-28. And you know who I'm picking. <laughs> That's interesting, a four-point game. Yep. Jared? All right, I mentioned earlier I had a dream last night. <laughs> yeah. And I had a dream and I and – I, Hold your ears, kids. And I woke up. And then I immediately got sad because that dream. I sound like the varsity. That's what I was going to say. But did you go down like and the, beat? I was like, yeah. I was like, what are we like in the yeah. in the locker room yeah, here? Like, no, I, I just real. I, I I woke up and it's like oh, Paul Walker. Oh man, that wasn't real. That I, that was just a dream. Oh no! But the dream I had, OU won thirty-five to twenty-seven. So, huh. so I, I'm sticking with it. It's pretty close. 30, it's pretty close yeah, to mine. Lance Harbor. <laughs> I had a dream, and then I woke up. I thought you were going to say, and I realized, thank goodness that was just a dream because we're going to beat them worse. <laughs> I did not mean to come off like that, but no, 35-27, I think OU moves the ball. Um, defense makes a key stop in the end, uh, and then there you go. That's what I got. How about you? I wrote down OU 28-24, but I don't really believe. God, we're a bunch of homers. I don't believe. <laughs> I'm not going to really pick that. I don't I don't really believe that's going to happen. So I what is it then? 30, you- I got 31 to 24 bad guys. Oh. 31-24 bad guys. Uh-oh. One of the biggest OU homers of all time has picked Texas 35-17. I know you guys this. are not real fans. Well, listen, we're not trying to be you have to you if you're a true fan you have to be able to talk yourself into Into believing (laughs) (laughs) i listen i i've talked myself into believing in the face of all odds i am just i like when ou scored that touchdown against usc (laughs) in the rose bowl and i thought oh here we go we're gonna beat them by 50 and somebody didn't lose by 50 (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a that was an amazing game. That that was seven to seven at one point, wasn't it? Seven to nothing. I guess seven to nothing. Scored first, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Now I just, I just don't think Oklahoma is quite there. I've, been, I've tried to talk myself into. So let it me ask week. you this. Let me ask you this. Oklahoma continues to mature. I mean, we're all fairly certain on who's going to be in the Big Twelve championship. Where are you going then? I think Oklahoma has a better chance then. Yeah, I yeah. think this is the first of two matchups. I agree. Yeah. I think the Sooners have a better chance at that point. 
We'll never you, know, you never know. Oklahoma State might win out and be in the Big Twelve Championship. It would for that scenario for the scenario to play out how you're talking about with a rematch. It would be nice for the Cowboys to to beat Kansas State tonight because Kansas State is the one team I think that can really kind of have a say as a as a participant in the Big Twelve title game outside of Oklahoma. I don't and think Texas. anybody's going to have. I don't. I well, it, if their quarterback. Can get healthy. Yeah, Will Howard is a is a huge. If key. he can get mm-hmm. healthy, then maybe. But if he's banged up all year, which it looks like he's going to be banged up all mm-hmm. year, and honestly, they should rest him for a couple games because they got a pretty good shot to win the next couple games without him. Yeah, at Oklahoma State at Tech. Yeah, and then they've got TCU and Houston at home. And God, TCU looks terrible. Houston's obviously terrible, and then you know, then you get a. a uh, November fourth, go to go to Texas. Yeah. All right, Scotty G. What's going on down at uh, Garrison Financial? Oh, we're just having a great time working with clients, helping them uh, navigate the waters of their financial future, uh, helping them build legacy plans, helping them put in some some company plans and and take care of some company benefits. So, you got any questions about that stuff? Give me a call. You guys got my number. Absolutely. All right, so right enjoy here. your macaroons. Right see if he's got my number. Eight two one one two one nine. There you go. Written, I wrote it down that day. You told us. I'm glad you did because I didn't remember it. I've got it right <laughs> here. Eight two one one two one nine one twenty four North Main Street. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Uh, where are you watching the game tomorrow? I'm probably going to go out to Twyman's house. Are you? Yeah. What are you eating? Yeah. Now what are you cooking? Well, I don't know. Now I have to figure it out because we were we were talking about going to the game until I couldn't find a seat for less than six hundred dollars that I wanted to sit in. I'm not surprised that the seats are high because this is the first time since eleven that both teams are yep. undefeated. Yep. Should if I'd have gotten them two weeks ago, I'd have gotten a decent price. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sam's a little he's a little irritated at me. Well, that's but he'll just, be all right. I, that's that's way life is. Don't he know doesn't know how irritated he is until he goes to his first. <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. Then he then he'll, he'll be, know how bad let, dad let him down. <laughs> yeah, he'll be cussing you forever about twenty twenty three, especially <laughs> if the Sooners win oh, tomorrow man. when he gets to go his first time. He won't have to worry about it because if they win tomorrow, I'll be cussing myself. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, so Twyman's. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Guess my phone's broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you cut my kid's birthday party I'm going, tomorrow. I'm, well, I'm going to one of my other high school buddies' house. That's fine, Twan. <laughs> I'm making chicken wings. All you did was carry him through a state championship. Huh? Yeah, I know. Me and Dustin both. That's why we're having a party without him, I guess. <laughs> Have a great weekend, Scotty. We'll be back. Talk about the Big Elks win last night and preview the weekend. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah.
Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It is a Garrison Financial Friday. Scotty G, join us. Talk about OU Texas coming up tomorrow. Uh, down at 124 North Main, his office, full financial planner. He can shop the open market to bring you the best value on your life insurance and investments. Manage your investments, or if you want to kind of look at your stuff yourself, but you're not how, you're just sure how to get started, he'll charge you hourly to build you a plan, and then you can manage it from there. He'll work with your accountants, streamline uh, tax ramifications, all the returns that need to be filed each and every year. Scott at SoonerWealth.com, 124 North Main Street, and also the new phone number, 821-1219. All right, Jared, last night, pivotal game. We talked about it yesterday leading up to uh, the game between Elk City and Cash. Kind of a crossroads game, kind of a season-defining game with how the Elks had lost the three straight, one of those being the district game to Clinton, needing to come out and, and find a, an identity, especially offensively. It kind of looked, it felt like there was a few different things going on. And we saw a little wishbone last week, and I guess that turns out that was just a preview to what it looks like the identity is going to be as the Elks offense churned out yards in the first half defensively scored a touchdown with Bowie's interception, ended up with six uh, forced turnovers on the night, four picks and two fumble recoveries, 35 nothing and a half, and the Elks just coasted there to win 35 nothing, even in their district record at 1-1, one and one, even in the overall record at 3-3. Three and three. And, it, and it's amazing how much different the feel is, right, today than yesterday after seeing that team perform that well on that stage. Now all of a sudden, all eyes go – 40 miles east to see what happens tonight between Clinton and Weatherford and you know the the, the thoughts of a, a district title with a Weatherford win are starting to kind of creep back in more front of mind than maybe they were yesterday yeah it just kind of goes in what we were saying before the game was that this is that's just one loss to in a dis, in the district after the Clinton game there's a all these other games that can be taken care of I mean the dest. I mean it's in your hands if you're Oak City. You can't let anyone else control your destiny. It's in. It's up to you. And that was a great first step, a great bounce back win against a team that coming off their last two games, were scoring a lot of points, holding their opponents at bay, and then you do what uh, that they've been doing to others to them. And and that's. I mean it was a perfect. I mean I say perfect. It was what I took away from that game last night was everything I just said. Just the confidence building and and controlling your own destiny but the way the game was played the way that game was played last night both offensively and defensively it was phenomenal that's if you have to be very pleased if you're the Oak City coaching staff if you're coach Maynard because of the the way the defense started things with the pick six from Bowie then the way the offense uh the the run game was was on point passing was there when it was called upon when it was needed and then to hold them to zero throughout the game even the twos and threes and the younger guys got in there and, and, and maintained that. Um, you couldn't have asked for a better situation, for a better game, uh, because it set up, to be honest with you. Now, it made me worry because of what I t- talked about Cash and how they've been playing. It set up as a letdown game because we talked about don't let a game beat you twice. And losing to Clinton the way they lost, quick turnaround on a Thursday night, playing a red-hot Cash team, you can let – you can, that – could make you worry and last night it quickly the worry quickly went away I was very pleased with their performance and now I just take one game at a time now they can sit back relax watch the game tonight over at Weatherford 
see what happens. And then, um, you know, then look forward to Chickasha and just, again, take it one game at a time. I know we've said it's like a three-horse race, but you never know. You never know who could trip up in that race. Yeah, that's right. And you're going to have more than likely Chickasha will be 2-1 and one, uh, with a game against Woodward tonight. Woodward's winless on the season. And so that's uh, it'll be a battle for <clears throat> third or tied for second or what, you know, depending on what happens tonight over in Clinton, uh, over in Weatherford, between Clinton and Weatherford. But, uh, uh, real quick, I, I reached out to the cash broadcast team uh, well, with the young man that, that was taken off in the stretcher at the beginning of the third quarter, uh, quarter last night. Uh, the reports that he's gotten uh, are that uh, it's a bruised sternum. Everything appears to check out fine. It looks like he'll be able, he'll be you know healed. Uh, the the concern, major Good. concern on the field last night was where the bruise was was pretty close to where his heart is. Oh wow! And so that was yeah. really the kind of the precautionary uh, measures that they were that everybody was taking out there on the field last night. Uh, but it's from from the scary scene that it was last night to what what he's telling me today. Obviously, that's good news uh, for for him, and, and a recovery is is more than uh, you know it's going to happen. So that's that's a uh, really good news uh, that that I got this morning. Uh, from the from the cash broadcast team about that because I was it kind of it, it was the game was out of hand in the first you know after halftime and then that happened what like three minutes into the first into the third quarter it really kind of felt like from there a lot of time the the game was just kind of being played out right just mm-hmm. get this thing over with and let's time let's all move out yeah yeah <clears throat> let's it, all move on to next week yeah uh, with a, with that more on top the top of mind and and what had happened there. So that was really, really good news. Yes, uh, yes, what, what do you think about tonight uh, with, with Weatherford and Clinton? I don't know. Um, on the text line, can Weatherford beat Clinton? I think the question is, can Clinton beat Weatherford? Um, because Weatherford's going to have maybe a slight edge in talent uh, with C.J. Nixon. You mentioned um, uh, Nick Jett. Nick Jett. Uh, but Clinton brings that Clinton toughness. Did they turn a corner with their defense the way they uh, defended Oak City last week? I, I asked that question last night, but – because I was kind of, you know, that transitive property doesn't work in a lot of sports. Sometimes it does in high school, but, you know, because Oak City was having so much success on the ground last night. They were trying, they were, it was hard to find over at Clinton. So did Clinton make a turn with their defense? Uh, but it's not going to matter if they can't defend Nixon through the air. So it I, seems. I, I just don't know. It's really, the, if we talk about keys to the game, if Clinton's defense can contain. Maybe not shut down, but contain and limit Nixon. They have a chance. It, it's, I, I favor Weatherford though slightly. I kind of do too because here's why. And Daniel said this last night on the broadcast, and I thought he hit it exactly what I think a hundred percent. And that is what weather what Weatherford does well is kind of what Clinton's weakness has been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That it just when when you watch some of those early games and it just feels like the the, the now, now, Clinton did make some adjustments in the secondary, and I think that's really helped by moving some of those older guys, Sully being one of them, back to the safety spots instead of having young guys back there. Now they got the veterans, uh, him and Garrison Rhodes, a couple seniors on the back line of defense for Clinton. I think that has definitely helped them out and maybe not as susceptible to the big play. But, I mean, who, who cannot get out of their mind and the kid plays hard, and he's Martin, the the one corner for Clinton, number six. He's five foot four. CJ's six foot. Four. I mean, you know what I'm. It just it feels like any time Weatherford would need any yardage, 
just f- line up. him up and throw it. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it just seems like that's an advantage that there's not a ton that Clinton can do about can do about it right. on that side. But I, I know they'll try to take Hill with him to avoid that. Right? Um, Hill's not a giant guy, but he's he's bigger than. Uh, than Martin is so he's as athletic as I get yeah you know, no doubt can, and th- yeah. I'm, I'm sure that'll be the goal for for the Red Tornadoes is to not let not ever see uh, CJ on on Martin because that, I, I don't know I don't really care what the play call is or where it's at that would be on almost automatic just throw it up in the air because I just don't know if what what can happen there that's not positive for Weatherford yeah. uh, but that's that's not the only matchup on the field obviously so uh, but I, I'm the same way. I, I really kind of – I just feel like what Weatherford does good is what Clinton struggles Clinton with a little has, bit. But, again, I go back to, to have they turned a corner defensively, Clinton, that is, from last week. You know, and then, you know, they had a lot of swagger. I mentioned – I use that word a lot. They had a lot of <coughs> swagger. Uh, Clinton did uh, beating their rival. Does that carry – you know, they're, 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 they're mad. Of what happened last year when Weatherford came sure. to the tornado Yeah, ball, the revenge is definitely beat them, and then they rushed them on. They rushed the field on their own home field. That's got to be with them. I'm sure that tape is on a loop in their locker room. Yeah. So there's a lot of swagger there and a, and a lot of revenge on their minds. So like like every year, Custer County conflict is going to get most of the state's attention, and it's going to get our attention. Obviously, should be a good one. Yeah, and I can't. I can't. It's. I'm on the fence about it. It's, it's hard, and it and it's hard to imagine a world. In which Clinton isn't four A one champions if they win tonight. If Clinton beats Elk City one week and Weatherford the next, I don't know if there is a world available where they aren't the district champs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just they are so far out in front of everybody at that point that uh, it's it's hard to imagine them not winning. So it, it, I, I think it'll be a good one. I don't think either team. I don't, I don't think you see thirty to ten like you did last year. No. But for either side. Can you watch it? Yes. I ain't telling you where. I don't know where. I have no idea how you can. Everybody has to stream I'm, nowadays. I'm positive you can, but I ain't telling I'm you where. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I respect their radio guys, though. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. But yeah, I, I respect not... uh, uh, the Law Dog over there in Waterford yeah. and Dennis, Dennis and Allen, Allen over yeah. in Clinton. Do- totally respect the radio guys. Sure. Yeah. But I ain't telling you nothing. No. <laughs> Find it. <laughs> The Googles will help you. I'm sorry, they're not promoting We're us. We're teasing. We're te- I <laughs> yes. mean, not not really, but kind of. Um, <laughs> what about tonight in Stillwater? Uh, it's going to be a long night for Cowboys. I've slept on that one, too. I think Kansas State's just a better team. It, it's it's it, X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's. I think they're just the better team. I think something needs to happen good early. Get some belief. It's yeah. going to be a crowd. Yeah. You know the blackout. Yeah. It's a cool yeah, idea. The atmosphere can be cool. You got, but you're right. It had, you have to keep them engaged and do yes. something early. Maybe do a little razzle dazzle to start things no, off. Return a kick or block something. a punt or something yeah. to get some belief back in that fan base. Yeah. Early on, and from there, then we can see. You know, weird things happen on these Friday night games. We we don't see them very much here in the Big Twelve, but think about yeah. how many times we've been on a broadcast. And you look up and you're going, whoa, whoa, Syracuse beat Clemson. What? Right, right. Yeah, those no, Friday nights. There's some, yeah. there's some wonky things that happen Friday. But I think the Pokes have to start. They have to start well early. Okay, Georgia, no chance. I mean, Kentucky, man, no chance. Man, I would love to say Kentucky has a chance. I don't know. I mean, Auburn gave Georgia a fight last week. Seems like Georgia's kind of been – Running through sand these last few games, but they are still undefeated. They are defending champs. Where is it? Is it at Athens? 
Yes. No chance then. Sorry. No chance. <laughs> you were building a case and you just Shut threw it nah. threw it Between right the out the window. No, no. Mizzou LSU. I say Kentucky stays around for about a quarter and a half, but Georgia will pull away. Mizzou LSU. Purple Tigers or the black and gold Tigers? Man, I'm, is Mizzou the real deal? No. goes back to athletes. I think there's more athletes on the field for, for I want to see. Tigers. I want to see if LSU can cover Theo Weiss and Luther Burden. That second, what in the world has happened to the LSU secondary? <laughs> think about the league. There's When you watch a Sunday night game, you have a hard time watching any Sunday night game, no matter who it is in the NFL, and not hearing so-and-so LSU in the secondaries of either team. Mm-hmm. And, man, that secondary is bad. Ole Miss rolled up over 700 on them last week. I think I could tell you what's happened to their secondary. I just got to look them up. You might know what I'm talking about. What's that? Uh, a certain coach that used to be in Norman. Give me a minute. Bo Pelini? No, move on. I'll help you out. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> you know the safeties coaches at LSU? Who? Uh, one, Kerry Cooks. Oh, yeah. Never mind. There's your answer. Sorry about your luck. There's yeah, your answer. On the text line, game is at Woody Roof Field, not not at Swasu. We right. talked about that last night yeah, at yeah, halftime exactly. of our game. How that That's just a better venue, man. Swasu, Swasu, whatever. Uh, yeah, Swasu's done a great um, – that's a cool Play venue, that in the semifinal. Play there in the semifinals. You know, high school played at high school. That's right, and yeah. I get it. It's a big game, and you want a bigger venue, but it's just. I'm cooler. not so sure there's any more seats at Swazoo than there is at Wedford High. Definitely on the visitor side, there is, and they're doing a lot of really cool. Last time we were there, doing some construction over there. Yeah, I was there a couple weeks ago for the junior high. It's looking. It's they're nice. doing really cool yeah, stuff. Turf nice. field looks good. Yeah, it needs to be played at the high school. Glad, uh, they're, glad they are. Me too, no doubt about it. Bama, Bama winning to at A and M. No, I'll go A&M. I think A&M's going to win the game, too. A sneaky good one, Syracuse-UNC. Carolina. Washington State-UCLA. If Wazoo wins Mm. this one, watch out, because they miss a couple of these really good Pac-12 teams. They've already beaten Oregon State. I don't think they play USC, and I don't think they play somebody else. Let me look at that. i got their schedule right here. Yeah, so they miss – okay, they win tonight against UCLA. They miss USC. They miss Utah. They go – but now they do go to Oregon and to Washington. But Wazoo wins tonight – or on Saturday. They could be in that running very, very entrenched in the running for the uh, Pac-12 title game. Let's see. You want to – Are you, it's, it sounded to me like you might – would would call for an upset with Louisville beating Notre Dame. Uh, Louisville's kind of one of those under-the-radar undefeated teams, right? There, there are a few of those out there. Yeah, you know who else is undefeated? Maryland's yes, undefeated. Yes, Maryland. Maryland's I had no undefeated. idea they were undefeated. Yeah, uh, of course, Oklahoma, which I would say is un- a lot of people aren't talking about. Well, they're talking about well, them this week. Maryland's not Maryland's not even ranked no. at 5-0. and Yeah, they're undefeated. But again, Louisville's kind of one of those, no one's talking about it. Well, first time I knew about it when they said the state of Kentucky is undefeated, Louisville and Kentucky. I give them a shot. It's kind of like the same shot I give, I give Kentucky. Yeah, I think I'll give I think Louisville a bit. Well, because they're at home, one and Georgia's probably better than Notre Dame. Notre Dame's just tough, man. These are those games that you walk out of there. Louisville leads the whole game, and a lot like last week against Duke. Yeah. 
and you think it's upset, you think it's going to happen, and then bam, sorry about your luck. Yep. Notre Dame wins. Usually the better team pulls one out. They figure it out. Cowboys Niners sat on Sunday. I'm looking forward to just to see. It's it doesn't it doesn't it, that's a cool thing about the NFL. It doesn't knock you out of anything. I want it to be a fight. I want I it to too. be a fun fight game where you could walk away and say, "Yeah, those were two top NFC teams." By the way, but I think got, 49ers uh, win. Just got a little alert. Ryder Cowan is going to the Big Twelve match play on the on the team. He beat out uh, Clover 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 for the fifth spot. Cool. Luke is his first name. Cool. So Ryder going to be on the play for the Sooners at the Big Twelve match play as a team player. That's awesome. Uh, it's good to see him. That's a big step. Kind of shaking yeah. off. You know, he didn't play. I know he didn't play as well as he wanted to in the first tournament uh, as an OU player, uh, but he shook that off. Now he's right back in the lineup. So it's good to see. Yeah. For Ryder Cowan. All right. We went way over. That's all right. I didn't even look at the clock. That's all right. We had good a lot stuff. to talk about. We today. did have a lot to talk about. Yeah. We'll be back Monday. Rehash all of it. Good luck to Rappo Butler. Lady Indians. Class A semifinals today against number one, Caddo. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, Scotty G. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. <laughs>